We'd like to take a second to thank Forever to the Moon for sponsoring this portion of this week's episode. Forever to the Moon is a sad girl pop punk band out of the Bay Area, aiming to make your heart throb with cheap riffs and poppy beats. Check out their latest single, Last December, streaming everywhere now. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram, TikTok, or anywhere else you social media. Thanks so much. Let's get back to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Today, I'm your sole host. Uh, Bear is out this week. And yeah, it's just going to be me and Alex Kovic from the band In Case We Crash. And boy, we had a jolly old time, just the two of us chatting about nachos and, uh, you know, things, all the cool things over there in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up from the band, and you're going to learn about some of that stuff in the episode here. So let's just get on to it. And welcome back to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? Podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we have Alex Cole from In Case We Crash. In Case We Crash is a pop punk band based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and New York, right? Yeah, Syracuse, New York, to be exact. What's going on, people? Nice, nice. They've been pounding the pavement, delivering you some ear candy for the past few years. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Stoked to chat. Yeah, How are man. you today? Uh, I'm doing good. Other than, like I said, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier as uh, the people watching, listening, Bear is not with us today. Um, he had to work late. He had some priority, like other priorities that had to take precedence. And, you know, we just we just couldn't uh, not do this. You know, we had to be here for it. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to move on with with Bear's uh spirit in our hearts how's your day been dude it's been like busy we've been like i've been like switching between like work and like doing things for the band and it's kind of like i had a bunch of like work training that's like had a weird schedule so i had to like jump around in between it but doing good productive good good yeah we uh the last few days have been pretty productive we actually had I was up until two in the morning last night, which is very late for me because I'm an elder emo now. <laughs> so two in the morning's yeah. pretty late. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting there soon. I don't know what classifies el- elder emo at this point because I'm like this weird generation that's like in between millennials and Gen Z. So it's yeah. like I can relate to both. Right. I am, uh, I am at the level of... I. Uh, I worked, I used to work at Hot Topic when it was still scary. So <laughs> that's, that's the elder. I, I think at the, at that point, I don't know if, cause you know, there's so many people now that like take on that mantle of elder emo just, and that's just kind of like, they're like, oh, I'm elder emo. I'm like, well, you're like 25. I don't know if you're elder 
anything yeah. yet. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I can classify like myself as that because I didn't really exactly grow up in like MCR. It, for me, it was more like, you know, the Tumblr, cardboard sign, pop punk era. So it was like early 2010s when I was like in high school. Hey, man, that's still tight. That's still like, that's a good time to come on board. I, I, uh, I was part of the Dickies generation, so I'm actually wearing Dickie pants right now. Like it's my. Well, I have I have literally a Dickies jacket in my closet that I, that I wore today. So there, there you go. go. I um I bought a pair of Dickies for one of our our TikTok videos because I was like I'm gonna be funny. You know, it was for the when we were young festival um, and uh, all that hype that was for it. And I was like, well, I'm gonna dress the way I did, and I'll make a funny video dressing the way I did back when these bands were you know uh, popular and uh i remembered why i always wore them because they're comfortable as shit and <laughs> so now i just wear them again <laughs> hey yeah uh, comfortable is like important especially like i don't know for somebody like me who's like a musician on the road or like or when we have a chance to do it last two years like it wasn't really a thing but right now we're like stoked to actually get back into it oh yeah and now at least it's a lot more like certain so we can actually plan things and think like okay most likely this is not going to actually get canceled or something right so is it is it everything like opening back up and stuff again because i know in canada you guys did another lockdown recently didn't you yeah yeah and then they kind of shifted the thing rapidly so it was like in in like january we still had like indoor dining closed we had no shows and everything but in march now we ever since god like there's no mask mandates there's no vaccine requirements anywhere which is like drastic move for like canada compared to what it was before we right. kind of did a 180 yeah i mean you know we're, we're over in america so like we just have a whole butt, a bunch of butt hurt people and they're like give them what they want yeah but for you give it's like <laughs> i think but i think it's like here it's like in toronto there's literally like over 90 percent of people that are fully vaccinated so right. it's not there's no reason to really keep yeah. the restrictions for vaccinations it's like absolutely yeah right you, you guys got your shit together for sure I get, I feel that. Um, <laughs> um, so okay, my first question for you is, so in case we crash started in about 2017 with the constantly changing EP followed by the no education EP a year later, you hey. joined the band, however, in 2019. Yeah. How, so how, how'd you start working with them? So it's, it's actually, it, the band actually started in 2015, 2017 was so 2015 okay. was when Simon like started and kind of okay. like established the name and ever since it was jamming with people, maybe playing some local shows, but 2017 you're right is when the first music came okay. out. Okay, sure. Because uh, yeah, at that time Simon was like right out of high school and stuff, but 2017 is actually when I met Simon because I okay. just played in a bunch of local bands mm -hmm. and I met him because he was just kind of super active in the scene and he was just like hanging out at shows, like at the pop punk shows, like neck deep, stage champs, whatever, just talking about in case we crash or like hanging out stickers or whatever, just getting the name out. Right. And then we kind of became friends and then he filled in for my old band, which was called Carried Away. We're not okay. really like active right now, but sure. and we like toured a little bit together. And like we became friends, and then original member 
left in case we crash which was yep. original bassist actually of the band mm-hmm. uh anthony and um Simon and what's funny is me and Simon wanted to write songs together already and we've been like oh let's like maybe we'll start a side project or something and we right. had some songs kind of like written and then when Anthony left Simon was like why why don't you just join the band and we just right just worked out band. yeah nice. and it just worked out and at that time my old band kind of like fell kind of apart like we like people had as a priorities and I wanted to do it more like seriously full time. So it kind of like all had good timing and worked out. Nice. That's awesome. Well, then you didn't, you know, it works out and you didn't actually have to make like a side project yeah. and cause it, side projects are a funny thing. I, I feel and and Baron may have talked about this a few different times, but it's, yeah. it's such a hard thing to do because you're like, well, it's a side project. So I'm obviously still like it. And I want to take, you know, uh, I want to take my time on that, but then it's like, okay, but it's like, but that time takes away from your main project. And it's like, yeah. how do you balance the two? And, and it's, it's yeah. a tough way to do it. It's a tough. Game. Yeah, exactly. It's like, even we've been even trying to like, with my old bandmate, maybe we'll like put out some more songs and just like, as a side thing, just like, she doesn't want to do it full time anyway, sure. but it would be just like fun. Yeah. Uh, but we can't seem to find the time for it because I'm like so I have to do so much stuff for in case we crash right now. Right. And, and it, it, yeah, and I relate what you're talking about. It's hard to do a side project when you're already doing so much for right. Cause I actually had I had started a, a side project, which is almost more of our is more of my number one project now. Um we started that during the the pandemic and I it, I just wanted to write more like aggressive type music. So it's like yeah. It just, it was, it was just something I was only planning on doing a little bit. And then my like main band pretty much just ceased doing things. So I was like, well, I got this at least. And so this is number one, I guess now. (laughs) So that works Uh, out. No. Yeah. And for me, like, yeah, in case we crash was originally, I thought of it was as a side project, but then like it became number one really quickly. And like, even before this, like the reason I wanted to join right away is because like, I was already like a huge fan of like Simon and his songwriting yeah, and just like him as a person, he's a really cool dude. And it just kind of, it was, it's kind of like, as you said it wasn't really a question of me joining or not like we already had the answer kind of yeah i mean you're already kind of working together so it was like well here we are let's just do this instead which works yeah and i think we have like like each of us have like we kind of have the opposite personalities but in a way that it works really well together in the band right and and that's usually like when you have two different like perspectives on things it, it helps like lock things in yeah yeah exactly because like he he helps us like stay organized and like produce our music and all that mm-hmm. stuff really well and like i often just kind of like talk to people <laughs> and just ad- try to entertain and connect with everyone which is like equally important the absolutely you need to have those in uh every band i've ever been in i never was actually the talker or anything um i always had other people like that were way better at it because to be honest i'm pretty awkward um (laughs) and like nervous when i talk to people um that's why even just doing the the one-on-one interview today i was like oh boy yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like more awkward than Simon, but it like kind of worked out that in our old bands, like before I joined, both me and Simon were like that one person who does everything. Yes. And then when we came in one band together, we were like, oh, we're so stoked that we can just split it in half and like some responsibilities are me, some responsibilities are you. Like I just plan all the marketing stuff kind of for the band and Simon mm-hmm. like records the music because I don't have the patience <laughs> to produce music. I don't know how he does it. It's like, a especially lot. Mix, especially mixing and all of oh, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I I like performing a lot, but like I just don't like I too like ADHD. I don't have the patience to like actually just producing really well to sit there for 10 15 okay. 20 plus hours just listening to the same thing over and over trying to uh, oh like i'm i'm gonna add this eq here like i can't do that either uh, and this is the in song writing even the way like having that perspective bigger perspective on the song the way even Simon can because i always get like you always get cut up in your individual parts for me right. like that's guitar parts or something but you gotta like look and see what's the best for the song, and Simon can do that really well. That's awesome. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of why me and Bear got together and started, you know, working on this together. Is we both were the same sort of deal. Like I, we were both the the main number one person in our in our respective bands, and it was like, well, if we work together on this on a project, we should be able to take it even further that that's the you know that's the theory anyway yeah <laughs> so since joining in case we crashed um you guys released eight singles two eps do you have plans to release a full length in the in the future or plan on continue releasing music uh, the same way uh i mean i can't I, I don't really talk about it that much but you'll see what's coming really soon i'll like i'll just tell that it's not going to be just single that we sure. definitely have a collection of songs <laughs> that, right. are, that are, is it a greatest hits album already that are meant to be played <laughs> in successive order. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I won't tell how many songs. Let's just put it that way. That's fair. That's fair. I, uh, you should take the route of, uh, what was it? Uh, Reggie and the full effect. And they named like one of their albums, the greatest hits of like, the 1980s or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah i think i think i think you'll find out really soon because we're shooting a music video literally like on sunday oh okay well right on i'm excited to hear it i'm excited to see it everything you guys put out is really good so thank you so much we appreciate it and course, like honestly yeah. honestly it's been really cool to kind of see people like supporting the past few years and kind of people actually digging it yeah because it's like when we went in 2019, when we went in this pandemic, we kind of had like maybe like 2,000 listeners. Mm-hmm. And then we was, and then we released the whole Soul Pain DP after. And that's what most people know us from, at least what I asked. They always discovered us from like Garden or Soul Pain. Yeah. Or something like that. So because it was in the pandemic, we had no idea what's going to happen. And we grew so much kind of. And right. we kind of like yeah. we're kind of re- and like pandemic, I think, really forced us to learn to promote ourselves online because we had no other choice. That's that's the way it was for everyone. That actually yeah. really leads into my next thing I was going to kind of ask you about because you guys have trended uh, and gone viral a few different times on TikTok um, since because of the pandemic and everything. How you are forced to uh relearn how to promote yourself in a completely yeah. different way 
um, yeah. which is social media. What, what do you feel is the most important social media for a band or artist to currently focus their time on? Um, honestly, right now, I would say it's going to be TikTok and Instagram, like just Absolutely. as a two, but they work as a, to me, they work together because yeah. TikTok is more like it gives you pretty big awareness. Mm-hmm. But when you post, it's not it's not exactly like targeted. But but then like Instagram is a lot better for reaching your like actual fans and yeah, your demographic. Them. So like like if like people on TikTok like you and stuff, they usually follow you on Instagram anyway. And Instagram mm-hmm. is where you can talk to people who already know who you are. And on TikTok, I kind of try to think, okay, what am I gonna post to people who like have just seen it, have no idea what it is about, mm-hmm. are gonna be engaged with it. You know what I mean? Right. It's 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 weird because I mean you see um it's doing what we do for you know for unsigned pop punk. You know, I watch a lot of yeah. a lot of band stuff, and it's all very similar similar format for just about everyone. It's almost always um telling who you are every yeah. single video it's like yeah 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 because because the thing is the performance of the video on tiktok it depends on how it like blows up it goes up it depends on the reaction of people who don't know you not your followers so how mm-hmm. it gets to the for you page it depends on like these new people who like literally have no idea who you are right that's why you kind of gotta do it that way but then on instagram i feel like if you do that too much that just annoys your followers because- right yeah there's a you have a few different ways to be successful on instagram to where tiktok you you, okay, you got has- you got a couple you know, and it's yeah. mostly kind of following trends and things like that. I think yeah. one of my favorites is, you know, in our group chat that we have is uh, Andy, Andy Negative. He oh, yeah. Was- Andy had, he literally <laughs> used the advice like we had really, really well. He kind of, he kind of already had the brand. He was just, I feel like he was just missing a few links between yeah. things and then when he could figure it out. And it's what's interesting is I wish I got on TikTok earlier, mm-hmm. but what helped us at 2020, so we only went at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. and it instantly did really well, but the whole release of So Pain DP happened without TikTok. Yeah. And what kind of jump started it was that we released Gardens through Dreambound. Okay. And that kind of gave it a lot of exposure we didn't expect. Yeah. And that, and then we kind of, and then we kind of kept like, dropping a song to like those people who already were interested and we used like social media ads at the time and at the time in 2020 they worked a lot better than they do now Uh, i can tell you that right and well it's it's kind of been one of those um almost it's just kind of like just like a hill like for a while like you could do facebook or instagram ads and for a while is doing really good and then it plateaued and then it's just like don't just don't yeah now it's just because every like i go scroll on my instagram every source story i see is the band and because like some band promoting themselves and it's because it's so oversaturated Mm -hmm. facebook jacked up the prices so it became really expensive to reach people so mm-hmm. in the combination of that, it became like not worth it. And it's better to spend just like time posting like once a day on TikTok and you get a better effect for free. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's social media, like the whole landscape has, has changed, yeah. you know, it, especially with just like 
in the aspects of like promoting you yeah, yeah, yeah. as a band. Um, and the I thing mean, is like before TikTok reels, there was no way to reach people who don't already know you. Like you would post yeah. an Instagram, it would only reach your followers, but that's not growing you. You know what I mean? Right. There's like mm-hmm. no way to grow from that. Right. You had to do like YouTube or something. You had to like use other channels. And it's, it's all like it. And even as a band, you're still expected to be on every social media and somehow fucking be active. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and have a job, you know, cause yeah. Being in a and band like, pay. and pay rent. <laughs> yeah. And like all of that, this is like, this is like the first year right now after so many years of being in the band that we didn't spend any money and we're actually like compensating for what we're spending. Yeah. But before it was just like, you know, you invest a lot in it and then you just, work jobs to pay back and then you try to like go on tour right and it's you know and and right now is a great time even for like bands to like get back out and go play music uh live especially if you can because it's almost before the pandemic it was so oversaturated with yeah with bands because you know you'd go to a venue and you'd ask to play is set up a show and you'd be lucky to get 50 to a hundred bucks, you know, not, not now, like now you can actually be like, well, this is what we're worth. Dude. Like, it's like, yeah. Like so many so many bands and local scene broke up. There's Mm -hmm. like, it was a crazy realization, but we like came back that we're like in our genre, we're probably like the only unsigned like band in our city who can like pull off maybe like the venue that we played and like actually like make it full. And which was like, yeah, everyone else either like broke up or already kind of moved on to next level before, like you know, bearings or like yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, like obviously like rarity or like those guys, they've been kind of in the babe that was kind of like before us. It was like they kind of came. 2015 2017 2018 yeah they like bearings especially they kind of just came out like came out of nowhere like they i over like i never heard of them and then all of a sudden i heard a lot about them yeah you know why that happens is because for a canadian band to tour into america it costs like 1500 and you need all paper paperwork for visas while u.s bands have to like can just play canada for free so what turns out that these bands like bearings like when you guys heard about them they were already big in local scenes it's just yeah. like you have to work up to a point where you're big enough so you get signed so you actually can have the paperwork to get visas and actually play shows in the states Cute. so you so basically it's so hard to break through in the states that only like bands who like get signed actually make it into the states okay so yeah. in a, an american band can tour in canada now because they didn't yeah. used to be they can okay. tour in Canada now for free, literally. You can just cross the border and play here. Well, let me tell you a story because it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in a band called Jamestown Story, and we for for a while we we would go in and we would tour Canada, and we would lie because we didn't because you had to have work visas in order to yeah, yeah, yeah. tour in Canada. So you had that's to have what it work. is for us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's the same sort of thing. So for the listeners that don't know, you had to have a work visa. And I think it's like at the time, it was Mm -hmm. like $400 per person. 
And yeah, that's how it's about, right? Yeah. So what we would do is we would be like, hey, we're visiting friends and we're going to, we are currently on tour. We're not playing any shows, but we're going to come and record some music with some friends. And it worked a couple of times until we got detained and arrested. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, and, uh, it, it was a, it was really intense. So, you know, we were at the border, they detained us and it was like this, it, this was like early two thousands, you know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's like, we're pretty safe type stuff. And, uh, and it was like this big Canadian dude. He had a fucking like bulletproof vest on just a beautiful, glorious mullet. And, uh, and one, one after the other, they called us into like a back room and were asking us questions. Like, we're like, so are you uh, sure you're not here to play any shows? And we're like, no, no, we're not here to play shows. And, and uh, so, um, and they took like our lead singer and they kept him completely away from oh us. My God. And, oh my God. And, uh, after in before we went in, we're like, we're gonna stick to the story. We're just here to record, and uh, and so we all stuck to the fucking story, except for our lead singer. He fucking told on us right away. He broke right away, and the rest of us we all we all stuck to the story. Um, but like, he was so like. I remember I was the last one to be questioned. Then the guy was like, "Are you sure you don't want to change anything to your story?" And like, all busy, and I was like nope <laughs> and then he's like fine and like walks us all back and puts us all together takes us out of the jail cell puts us all in the same room as our uh as our lead singer who's like sitting on the chair like he's got his feet on the chair he's like in a blanket and stuff he was crying i was like <laughs> you guys fucking like tortured this poor boy like <laughs> and and uh so they, then they were like, okay, so you have two options. Uh, you can sit in the jail and you can, you know, plead your case to the judge. And this was in December. And they're like, however, you can't do that until after Christmas because she's not back until after Christmas. And it was like two weeks. So we're like, uh, well, what's the other one? They're like, the other option is you can get in your van, get the fuck out of Canada, and not come back for five years. And we're like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And so I actually still have um, my deportation papers. Like, they de fucking deported us. They, like, they gave us papers. And, yeah, I have them framed. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of that. You know, how many people get deported from a country? Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially as That's a just a... Dumb that's that's a that's a story to have too. Yeah, I mean, wait, definitely. There are some Canadian bands that attempt that. Some pull it off, but like we don't want to do that just for that reason Dude, because Americans we won't be scary. able. No fuck. It's like we won't be able to like yeah like uh, it's every time crossing Canadian border like even for Kyle who is like in Syracuse coming into Canada to practice. Mm -hmm. Crossing Canadian guys for him easy every time. Oh, yeah. oh but crossing, hey, come on. Yeah, but like crossing <laughs> back into US, he says every time they like always question him and try they to just like, got guns out. Like, 
what you got back there. Yeah. No, and then like they, every band that go there, they like source the whole land for like weed because you know it's like free here and you can like pretty much smoke it anywhere. Right. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That's and here it's like it's American. funny. It's funny. You can smoke weed here legally in more places than you could drink alcohol. Yeah, but, but like a lot well, more as, places. Dude, let's be real, as you should be able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like let's be honest. Like I honestly, I I don't smoke weed. This will be the first time anyone hears on the pot. I don't, but it's not because I don't want to. I can't. I get really like panicky, no yeah. matter what, no matter what. I just I end up panicking, and it's it's super lame. <laughs> I yeah, wish I could honestly. If I honestly. had if I had to choose, like to give up like weed or alcohol in my life i'd give up alcohol so easily oh gosh i was if, like yeah same if i could not like if i could smoke weed and like not have a fucking panic attack i don't yeah. need alcohol it's not worth it it just makes me more fat i don't need that <laughs> yeah. um so i i found something while i was online so before joining in case we crashed um, yeah. I, I believe your first band you were in was Minority 905. Is oh, that, yeah. Is that accurate? That's very interesting because I, I joined our band for like less than a year. Okay. And like, but then like, I just wanted to, I just was in college and I just had no people to jam with. And then sure. like, I met John, who was the singer. Yeah. He's a talented dude. He's a cool dude. And they've dude. done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. I think I just like I just didn't want to be like I just didn't want to do the covers the whole time. I okay. had nothing against it, but I wanted to be just like a live band that does. If you notice, in case you crash, never really does covers or anything. Sure, of that. sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. For me, it was always about like writing original music and touring with it and everything. So I still like like and support those guys, but yeah, I think that's why that's why I kind of left to start my own band at the time. Yeah, so you still keep in touch with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still keep in touch. Uh, nice. Sometimes. Yeah, I see them at shows sometimes, and I yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think John I s- is the only member currently. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. He's, I, uh, still doing. Re- he's doing really good, and I think he's got some pretty good numbers on Spotify and stuff as well. Yeah, I'm he, good. I'm good friends with their drummer Spaz, who is uh, in Arcane Ghost now. Oh, Do you wow, know? okay. Do you I've know Arcane Ghost? Yeah, yeah, you should check them out. They're super good. It's like you know, like the. Dance, Gavin, dance, tiny moving parts, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. We've had them on the playlist before. One of the, I'm terrible with names, but for some reason, I can remember like any band that's pretty much been on our playlist. Like every time I get a submission, I'm like, you've been on before. I got to find where you were. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I keep, I keep a spreadsheet of everybody that, that works with us so that we can, keep all the information yeah. just makes it really easy and organized yeah, a, yeah that makes sense yeah they're one of the few local good local bands here and then there's like you already know now from like summer heights they're like one of the new ones too they're kind of they're dope guys and i can't really think of like many like i can't think of many bands that are like new you know like in the past two years sure yeah it's I, I, I mean, I definitely could if I really like. I, I'm not good. I at can, yeah. yeah, I can have <laughs> a lot of like Ontario, like a lot of like bigger artists and everything, but not in our like local scene. Sure, 
I know Lola from Toronto, if you heard of her, she's doing really good right now. She's Who, been touring Lola? Yeah, Lola. She got signed yeah. to like Hopeless Records. And yeah, yeah. I saw her on tour with Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went on tour with like Simple Pine. Oh, I guess, yeah, Newfound Glory was there because Simple Pine pulled out of that. I remember that. Yep, yep. And so, uh, yeah, that's where I saw her. And I actually had messaged her the day after the show. I was like, hey, do you want to be on our podcast? And then she was like, yep. And then I never heard from her again. Just she's probably busy. really busy. Being yeah, she's like, busy, but like, yeah, she has a lot. But like, I remember 2019, she played like a Canadian Music Week show to like maybe like 30 people. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> and then basically like she did a bunch of stuff in pandemic, like lonely and pathetic, and then that, that kind of blew up on the internet, and then like Simple Five noticed her, and then like it all yeah. kind of came from there. I like. I don't know how I really felt about like the live show, like the music, the mute, because the music live is, is a lot different than like, than the I, recordings. I, I, I don't even, I haven't, I don't know how she even did live. And so, because she's just this girl just writing music in her bedroom. And that was like her first tour ever. When I saw her here, she was just playing herself with acoustic guitar. It's not like she has a band or something. You know what I it, mean? So, if you haven't like if you haven't seen like her, no, her yeah, I haven't, stuff, so. I haven't heard like newer, like I haven't seen her live new. Like I mean, it's kind of like kind of like Avril, yeah, type thing. You know, she's got like a full band, uh, and so for the newfound glory tour, you know, because if you've listened to her stuff on like Spotify or Apple or anything like that, um, it's very poppy, like it's yeah. very very super poppy, and it's like not a lot of like real instruments. So what they did is they kind of like pop punkified that a bit more. Yeah. You know, and they just had like a real band and just, you know, made it made so it it made it from like, you know, just the the power pop stuff that she was to like the more Avril style pop punk pop. Yeah, yeah. I actually love somebody else did that. Nothing over. He had this like yeah. live album stream, and where where like all the those trap beats were played on real drums, and everything yeah. was real drums. And I actually like that more than actual album because I enjoy old drums being just like live drums. Well, yeah, it usually it usually sounds better. I actually was a um, when I went back and I checked out like Lolo's music after the show. I was like, I actually kind of really dig this, but I also really like like uh taylor swift and stuff like that i'm i'm a big fan of um like that like female fronted vocalists like especially like 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 taylor swift like when she was doing more acoustic-y or rock type stuff before she did like the super pop yeah i agree i like that stuff too yeah i'm i just there's something about like the the like a, a, a guy and a girl could sing the same thing and or the same song and i'm more often than not going to think the female fronted one sounds better like yeah. with that that style of music is anyway. that style of music yeah yeah okay so before we uh, move on to our next segment just gonna ask one more question and then we'll go to a quick break if you could give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now but wish you knew when you were first starting out what would that be honestly uh, just like the most important piece for your success is not like 
who you work with or like what shows you play is the relationship you build with your fans. Like if you can build a fan base, that will make you successful and other things will come to you. I love that. That's a great answer. That's one of the first times I've heard that we get a lot of the, a lot of answers and a lot of similar answers. No one has answered that that way yet. Not like that. Thanks, man. I think like a lot of people, like a lot of bands starting out, like don't think about that enough. I think they think about, they think about measure of success as like, you know, like, I don't know, getting signed or getting to open for somebody else. But the real success is like, if let's say, let's say if you have a thousand people who mm -hmm. buy a merch, who mm -hmm. buy like two or three t-shirts from you every year. Yeah. You're already successful because that's you, a, that can sustain you. Absolutely. And you don't need anyone else. You know what I mean? That's like our whole like DIY, I think, uh, right. uh, mentality that we have in the band. Yeah. And that I feel like that's number one, what bands, especially smaller bands needs to focus on. Um, I've always prided uh, any band I've been in and stuff to when immediately when you're done playing, you get over to the merch table so you can talk to people. You get yeah. over there. So people can go talk to you. Don't you don't need to go hide. Yeah, yeah. You know, get out to where people can find you so that you can talk to people. Yeah. And it took me like a lot of like playing to nobody to figure it out. That's yeah. what makes people like it was playing to nobody, like kind of getting better. And then in my old band, for example, I got to play some bigger shows, but like it doesn't matter what shows you play if they don't convert into fan base and if they don't want to come see your band on the next show like that you play in that city. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Because you, you could play to a, a thousand people and but if they don't, if they don't care as yeah, if they don't, you, if they don't connect make, to you, yeah. yeah, as a person, like from you talking to them, or mm -hmm. as a performer, from you putting everything into it, it's just mm -hmm. not going to work. Absolutely, cool. Hey, well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much to Rad Dad Clothing for sponsoring this portion of the episode. Rad Dad Clothing is a Rad Dad self-run business from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Check them out enough of you check them out at www.rdd336.store and pick up some new merch for the rad dad and you or the rad dad at home use our code pop dad for 20 percent off your order thank you so much now let's get back to the show welcome back uh thanks so much for being here alex uh we're going to move on to our next segment now this is our obscure question segment Ooh. um the the so this we've kind of gave up on music at this point now we're just going to ask whatever random questions we had while writing out our interview <laughs> but good, man. the first one is very interesting as we talked about earlier with our uh, a friend a mutual friend of ours Andy Negative um, we were both diving really deep into something I don't think it's you but I'm gonna ask anyway have you ever heard of the YouTube series Every Man Hybrid no but that sounds like something I'm going to Google after this you really yeah. should because there's a dude in there named Alex Koval, and he looks kind of like you. Okay, that's, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm very intrigued now. Dude, for real, if you Google, okay, so if you Google 
Alex Koval, you Alex will get Kef. you will get the everyman hybrid person, and that's it. You will not get you. Yes, I do. I do. I do. It's yeah. like, and it's he's in Slender Man, Vicky, too. Yeah. Well, so that's the Everyman Hybrid is a Slender Man story, and and uh, not only were we convinced that there was a possibility this was you, is because it also takes place. It's also filmed in Canada. Oh my god! Where, this guy, this guy kind of looks like what I looked like look, when I was like you. fourteen. When I was like fourteen, and then like, and that's like, when this came out, dude. <laughs> and I was like switching schools, and I had like a rough time. You know, that's like what it looks like. Yeah, that's why we're we're uh, diving deep. We're like, is there any way that we well, can we can say that this is for sure him? And uh, that's hilarious. We, we yeah. could not. But you're gonna have to watch it now. But I mean, like the same as Crowell, that's like a specifically Ukrainian surname, so he has the same background as I do for sure. So you know that can explain the similarities. It looks, but it's like it's kind of like. <laughs> but it still kind of looks like you. No, it's it's like it's a, it's a nose shape or something. The nose eyes, or I don't know. But I can, yeah. It's just I, I don't know. I don't I don't even want to look at his face anymore. <laughs> we were taking. We were taking like a picture, the earliest picture we could find of you, and like this one, and we're trying to match. We're like, is it's yeah. it's so similar but different yeah, at the you. same time. I'll show you. I have the closest <laughs> picture. Hopefully, you can see it on my phone. I have a club. The picture that's probably the closest to that. Okay, let me just... Yeah, it was uh for all you guys listening or watching. Everman Hybrid YouTube series. It's a series about the Slender Man, um, and yeah, can... uh, it's pretty. It, I honestly, while I was trying to figure this out, I watched plenty of it to try and figure it out. I won't give any spoilers, but uh, it's uh, it's like a lost film style series. Uh, there's a few different episodes of it. They're about an hour long, uh, hour to an hour and a half long, I think. And uh, it just follows the Everyman Hybrid, which is a uh, it was like a health group, like um, like they were like uh, you know fitness type people, the Everyman Hybrid, and it just kind of follows them around as uh, things get wild with the Slender Man, and things get scary and spooky up in Canada. But yeah, that was a. Uh, I thought I man, yeah. I was I was I was hoping so much that it was you. I was like, God, this would be so tight. <laughs> the, the picture, the picture that is like if you look at like this picture, so I don't know if how well you can see it, but if you look this picture on my Dude, friend's Instagram, this this one you, looks man. like him. Like yeah. this is 17-year-old me right here. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Hopefully like, some somebody needs to somebody needs to screenshot that and um, and, and put it together. I will I screenshot it just for you. So we've got we've got a conspiracy you. here. Because <laughs> this is like the oldest picture I can immediately find. You know what I mean? And that one yeah. looks terribly accurate because he I'm You're wearing, wearing the hat same too. hat too. Yeah, I'm wearing the same hat. <laughs> I think I think we got a conspiracy here. You got yeah, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Maybe, maybe, maybe I finally found my doppelganger, you know. There like you go. You everyone, did. everyone in your life, you find one one, maybe that's the one, you know. And it's got the same name as you and everything. 
<laughs> How does that even happen? Okay. I don't know. I like, mean, I, like I said, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, okay, I, my name is not exactly uncommon. Like in Ukraine, my last name, it's kind of like Smith, you know, it's common. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's, it's a common last name, but still. Uh, but yeah, but still though, at the same yeah, time, but it's still, like you like, type it into you type it into Google and that all pops up. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> so like in, in order to find you Googled, you have to put your name and then also put in case we crash. Oh yeah, that you, makes sense. And then you pop you pop up a bunch. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah, that I pop up a bunch, but that's funny. Yeah. Everyman hybrid, check it out. You see, I, like I haven't googled myself in a while, so I probably should sometimes. <laughs> well, now you know what you're gonna find. <laughs> now I know what my potential employers are gonna find. It's true. They're gonna yeah. they be like, "Holy man, we got a star on our hands." Like, is that him? <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Is, is that, that him? the dude?" Every time you go into a job interview, now like, "Hey, you ever him? heard of Everyman hybrid?" <laughs> They're trying to catch you in it. Okay, my my next question here. How would you make the perfect nachos? I would, I was, I think that like a good hot sauce is like a key. Mm -hmm. I would make sure I have a good hot sauce. I would actually like, you know, because I'm in Toronto, I would go to Sneaky D's for perfect nachos. But like, <laughs> okay. okay, if I'm actually, if I'm actually, if you're ever in Toronto, go to Sneaky D's. You'll get okay. like literally best nachos you'll like ever try. And okay, that's also well, the so place. It's also the place where we have like all the pop punk shows and okay. the emo night on Fridays. But our emo night has like nothing to do with your emo night. It's just our own thing. What is your guys' emo nights? Like we don't have like we don't have like remix weird remixes and like DJ stuff in there. It's literally just kind of like just focus it's like the first two hours they play like seaway and they play like smaller bands that are right now and then they okay. just go into like into more like you know like some 41 mcr sure. like and a bunch of heavier stuff but it's never like it's never like rap or edm or anything i don't know i've never right, been to I the one and yeah yeah but it's very like and it's a lot smaller it's like in the 150 room and it feels like a community because kind of yeah. everyone just comes the only the same place the only uh emo nights i've ever been to never had anything like that they they were just you know they just it was just a dude on a laptop playing like the classic pop punk and emo uh yeah 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 tracks and stuff so i i think it'd be super cool i've actually been toying with the idea of trying to bring an emo night to my local community i'm up way up i'm i'm pretty close to canada i'm in duluth minnesota yeah and um we don't have anybody that does a emo nights here and i was like i got a laptop <laughs> i got spotify yeah. i could do this you know and, uh, and toronto though has two one of them was like on mondays and it's free and okay. the other one is on fridays and it has like a local show before and if you go yeah. to the local show then you get it for free that's cool. Yeah, that I did um, something like that in Kansas City on the last tour I ever did. Uh, and we played right before or yeah, we played the the show was before an emo night. And then the emo night started right at, at the, the very end. And it just kind of went to like whatever, two in the morning to bar close type thing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what our like our last show was. Also, it's like we, we played the show. And it's, it's and that's it's smart though. Like, and yeah. not only is it smart, um, for like the business, but it's smart for the bands and that show because you're gonna get a lot more people to come out for an emo night. Yeah, so you like I, I, I think in that show, like we got around like thirty to forty people that were just walk-ins that were just came for the show before, just because there was an emo night after, and they're like, oh, let's check out the show. Right, you know? and the, you know that's kind of how I was thinking of, of of doing if I started doing a like a unsigned pop punk presents emo night type thing, um, which I would definitely put my name on it because why not? <laughs> uh, yes, sir, absolutely. Uh, and so like, but I wanted to start doing like, like getting more involved in, in the local scene up in, up in Duluth, which is, there just isn't a whole lot up here anymore. Like ever since yeah. like my band stopped playing up here and it's just, there's just not a lot of the scene type music. And there's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of folk music. We got a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I I can't really. Yeah, that's like rural Ontario. If you go like off Toronto, Toronto itself is more like you know everyone listens to like Drake or some stuff like that. Sure. But if you take mm-hmm. like suburbs, then there's a lot of like pop punk emo right. listening people. Uh, but yeah, what's interesting because like when the emo night from US came here, so emo night delay, whatever, it didn't go as successfully as our emo night that we have here. Nice. That's yeah, a, like, because. Well, that's lame. And that's just so like, that's hot topic. You know what I mean? That's just so hot topic version. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it just felt like a lot more commercialized yeah. than just DJ version of the same thing. It was just like a huge venue for the reason that was like half empty. And there was not, there was no, yeah, like, because our internet is like 200 people venues, like every Friday. And there's a lot of like, long seats at the back but there's also always like a fed going on everyone's super like kind of active in it you know what i mean nice but the emo night la felt just kind of like different groups of people you know like here and there and they're all yeah. kind of jamming out and music is like you know like music it's just is the like community and music is like was like like you took spotify and just put on that like old pop punk 2000s playlist and it was right. just kind of that yeah and that's and i think that's funny because i was i was talking to somebody who's been to a bunch of emo nights and like i said i've only been to like a couple and uh i was like well i don't know how to like dj that sort of stuff and she and she was like you know dj you just bring a fucking laptop and you just press play you know you make a playlist and you press play and you have a microphone set up so you can talk every so once can in a talk. while. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but back to the, the topic at hand though. So tell me about these nachos from, uh, where did you say it was from? Some sticky D's. There's sticky those nachos called uh, Cactus in the Valley. And you know the artist uh, Light? She's from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, it's, that was that that was like her nachos. It, it was named after like. Okay. Let me give you. A, yeah. Just, so what's what's on these nachos? What makes them so special? Yeah, honestly, it's just the way they make it. It's for the whole place is just a Mexican restaurant, and that's actually okay. the same place where they have the emo night. So it's like a pop okay. punk venue, oh, right like. Uh, and it has like. First of all, they're huge. So, like, if you get one nachos for like twenty bucks, they feed completely feed three people. Oh and damn! Okay. Yeah, I'm not joking. It's like this huge <laughs> platter. Uh, that's like, 
And it's it's like a collab with Light, so it's like her recipe. Oh, okay. Sneaky days. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They they just have like whatever, whatever they put on guac or like the the sauces and the cheeses. It's just like perfect. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They don't look like they put stuff that's different from traditional nachos in it, but it's just like how they make it. And they have like Sounds the homemade good. that they this, the, like the hot sauces that they made right there. Okay, like nice. super on point, and they're like sorted in like in terms of spi- spiciness, so you can go for lowest one or higher. Are you a spicy kind of guy? I actually am. Like I, I like it like medium to high. I I like it. All depends for me. I like um I like it to be spicy, but I do. There is something about like a spicy challenge type thing that will like that will intrigue me. Um, yeah. If it's if it's su- supposed to be something that's too hot, I definitely want to try it just to do it. But but I'll tell you my <laughs> I tell you my favorite thing to actually cook because I don't I never actually like make nachos, but okay. there I I make these tacos that my girlfriend showed me the recipe because she lived in California and they're like these like street style tacos that you like put cheese on and you yeah. like close them up and you fry them and they're like crispy so they're okay. like soft. So they're like soft shell, but because you fry them with cheese, th- what they end up being is crispy. So it's like in between soft shell and hard shell. Wow. And the cheese and the cheese is all like melted inside. Okay. So you could I... even try. Yeah, you could even try something like so you like put like oil and you put like meat and cheese inside, and then you close them up and you put the cheese on both sides, and then you fry that and then you put like other toppings that are cold so like lettuce have a, like guacamole or something on top of it like okay. after, like they would be like closed off and then you put those toppings on top of it like with salsa and everything and you just eat them dude that sounds incredible like i am a my wife could tell you that i am a massive like tacos yeah. fan yeah <laughs> since i tried it the first time like i can't stop making that like it's like I'm I'm gonna have to get like uh yeah I will to, like we're gonna have to I'm message have later to, yeah I'm gonna have to message you how to make those yeah <laughs> absolutely dude that you sounds, you sound like you sound like you would be stoked on this oh very much so like I'm legitimately like salivating a little bit sounds super good <laughs> yeah like because, it actually is making me hungry too <laughs> like you know thinking of both these nitrous and this is like. <laughs> I haven't had dinner. I haven't actually had dinner yet either. So I'm definitely hungry. Yeah, I'm um, hungry even though I did have dinner. So. <laughs> um, so the last question of our obscure questions um, is, so it, it's one of the things that we kind of um, it, it, th- have to think about as, you know, when we're in a band and stuff like that. And, and it's kind of, I feel like it is... Um, something that everybody in a band should should have to figure out at some point when is it too early to let someone know that you're in a band when you first meet them <laughs> oh why is it too early <laughs> I, I i don't know you know what you know <laughs> i think basically like for me if i tell them i'm in a band after they get like a basic sense of my personality Mm-hmm. And then I tell them I'm in a band. I think before that, 
might be too early because then they would have a precon preconception about you. You know what I mean? Just based on the fact that you're in a band without even like gaining a ba basic sense for your personality. And that like <laughs> happened to me before. It is just, it's so hard because almost every single person that's in a band, the first thing you want to tell them, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a band. <laughs> and uh, me, uh, my whole thing is I try to not bring up that I'm, in, that I'm a musician or anything like that until it's like the it's just there's no escaping it this is you the, you have been asked at this point so for, for me you see like people kind of drain my energy like I'm really outgoing I like to talk but I'm yeah. introverted so like I, I don't want to like like I, it's already my job to be on socials and talk to like our fans who know I'm in a band all the time so like right. So, like, in real life, I'm not the first one to jump out and be like, I'm in a band. Right. Sometimes I want people to, like, talk to me without that filter being there. Right. Well, especially if you're talking to, like, any kind of, like, older person. I guess anyone that is older than than us. Um, yeah. Or if you're at, like, a family-type uh, setting or event-type thing. Because if you start telling them you're a musician, they're going to fucking ask you to sing for them. Every time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's like when I'm like family dinner, if I ever like end up, that's like, then my dad like brings out the acoustic guitar or something. Oh, yeah. I get that sort of stuff too. Like, um, or yeah. Or they know that you could play guitar or something and they'll just be like, Oh, you play something. I don't want to play guitar. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm always that person. I'm the Debbie Downer that they're like, oh yeah, here's my complete. You want to play my guitar? No, I really don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I already play guitar like so many hours a week too because <laughs> I'm like writing songs or I'm practicing or I'm like. Plus, it's different just playing the guitar for like random or like not the random people but just people like at a dinner or like right. they just want somebody to play guitar yep. it's very different to like playing your music to people who are there to hear it you know what i mean right yep no i agree because that's a, like you know it they're like because i want you to play something that they know and for yeah. i don't even know a lot of other people's songs Really yeah, and that's that's my that's my problem actually. Since I started like writing a lot, especially lately, and in case regards, I don't learn other like bad songs anymore. And like when people ask me to play it, I'm like, I don't know how to play all those. I know how to play like in case of crash loves. I think, I, I think if if I remember pretty hard, I could probably play uh, "Crazy Train" by Ozzy, uh, like at least part of it. Yeah, like <laughs> I, at the. <laughs> Yeah, for me, like, after playing guitar for more than 10 years, it got to the level that most of, like, pop-punk songs, if I want, I can learn them by ear in a few right. hours pretty easily. Right. Like, because they, they usually have, like, the pretty predictable, like, structure in them. Abs yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, I can remember how to play When I Come Around or something for you, I yeah. guess. that's. It. I'm trying to think of what you might know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. I know. I, I I could remember that song like oh, right no, now. Even I, though I played, I haven't no. played that song in forever. But I even remember that it starts with G and how it goes. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, you know, the, it's like I said, it's the only people that are ever asking you that sort of stuff are people that like they ask you to sing for them or play uh, guitar for them. Are yeah. they're they're never anybody that like listens to like 
our genre of music or anything any you know that's why it's like my brother used to do that do you play play guitar for me it's like i think i i can maybe i remember like i said maybe i remember ozzy i think i know like part of a metallica song i think that's about all i can do for you dude <laughs> but imagine in like 30 years in like 30 years our generation being those people and saying to our kids hey play oh, I'm play break play bring me the horizon for me i'm i'm gonna do it for the simple fact because yeah. they people fucked with me so i'm gonna i do know it i know i know <laughs> you did it to me now it's my turn that's my third. I'm 65. I've earned this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that's the that's the end of the obscure question segment. It's pretty short, uh, but we do have one more segment. And this is this is it. This is the final round. This is rapid fire questions. Okay, sounds good. You're, you're just gonna you're gonna speak from the heart. You're gonna shoot from the hip. Okay, just, the first thing that I think about. Okay. First thing you think of. All right. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Definitely yes. I agree. MTV or Fuse? Uh, I only had MTV, so I'll go with that. There you go. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. I had okay. both, but I ended up moving to PlayStation. I like God of War games, okay? I've never played it, but I actually have a few of them. I, I'm a big video game collector. Um, I have a lot of like the retro stuff. Like, I, I mean, like, I have like my Nintendo from when I was a kid. I would say, like, if you if you put like Nintendo there, I would vote for Nintendo. If, sure, but Wait, yeah, but we didn't. Not this time. Um, next question is: Is a sweatshirt a sweater? This is hard to me. Okay, to me, like the sweat says sweater is like an upgraded, like a warmer sweatshirt. What I'm wearing. You know what I mean? This yeah, is a exactly. sweater. Yeah, yeah, this is a sweater. And you have a sweatshirt or a hoodie. Yeah, exactly. But that, yes, I think you're is, like warmer than me. I don't know. Yours looks pretty it's thick. But mine is pretty thick. But if it was like a regular basic hoodie, you would be warmer. So we brought we brought this question out because I've seen so many people randomly recently wearing a sweatshirt and being like, "Can you pass me? Hand me my sweater?" Be like. Nope, nope. That's not what that is. That's a sweatshirt. That is no, not could, even remotely yeah, like, what that is. To me, when I hear a sweater, I think of those like ugly Christmas sweaters that yeah, actually have one. Like, like, like this one. Like this yeah, one. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, like, I mean, what I'm wearing here, you know, like this is a sweater. This is going to be yeah, great. Yeah, this is going to be great for um, our editor to, to edit because he he's from the, the UK and for the longest time he didn't no, and now he's going to hear even just this part. Uh, he didn't. So we talked about because they call it something different. I don't remember what they called it. He might pop it in there because that's what he does. Um, but now he can see the the difference, the contrast. This is it. Uh, <laughs> so got three questions left: Tom DeLong or Matt Skiba? Tom DeLong. Like I, I have like it's like not even a question. If we're talking within blank. Right. General Batskip. And I also like Angels and Airwaves now more than current book. So oh I agree. I I'm first off, I'm also just a big Tom DeLong fan. I love his books, like all of them, not even just his alien ones. He, you know, he's he has a few different books. Um and then Angels and Airwaves is just really good. Uh I've I've always liked it. I remember when um 
Angels and Airwaves was first coming out and they were just like just having the adventure. Like when the adventure was coming out, I literally thought they're the next U2. This is going to be the next the biggest band in the world. (laughs) I I, I was wrong, but I thought that's what was happening. Um, Guitar Hero or Rock Band? I played Guitar Hero my whole life. I never really played Rock Band aside of like friends places. So go with Guitar Hero. Nice. Last question. It's usually the hardest one. Newfound Glory. Or simple plan. Uh, newfound glory. This one is easy for me. Like uh, it's just like to me, like a newfound glory is still like one of my favorite bands of like two thousands. Absolutely, it's probably like newfound glory, the starting line, and some forty one. Oh, I love starting line. I love the starting line. I think like our sound is inspired a lot by that band because that's like a big mutual like band that me and Simon both like love, dude. That's that's fair, and they're another one of one of those bands that their their sound changed, but they never got they they were always good, yeah. Uh, and I loved how they progressed. Um, that's it, yeah. See, like I love the newfound glory and simple simple plan question because a lot of people love to like fight fight over it, but there's no fight. They're both great. This the question is great. never. The never the question is never who's better; it's who you prefer. It's a personal preference, but like yeah. both bands are sick. Like, Absolutely, sure. same thing with like Tom DeLonge, Matt Skiba. Yes, when you're looking at Blink One Eighty Two, Tom DeLonge is my personal favorite. Yeah. However, Tom DeLonge can't be Alkaline Trio. You know, like Matt yeah, Skiba exactly. and Alkaline Trio is out of this world now don't get me wrong if tom DeLong wants it, it, if they're going to do a tom DeLong featured alkaline trio cover album i'm in i'm in i will buy it i mean yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll, give me the vinyl i'm on it <laughs> special edition vinyl is mine <laughs> but uh yeah and you know i don't love matt skiba era blink 182 but that's okay the, but it's like it's, like I yeah I don't definitely don't love it as much as playing before. It's still good that they're putting out some music that we yes. can listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm totally okay with that. But like it just can't top what they had with like Tom. It's right, just, like, and I hope thing. he comes. I hope he comes back. We'll yeah, see. that would be dope. He he was saying that. You know what I mean? So you never know what happens. You you never know, and it's a it's okay if they don't. I I can I can support whatever yeah. they decide to do. Yeah, and that's what people were saying about like MCR, and then they actually came back. So yes, I know. know. I bought tickets. I'm still waiting to get to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, same. I had the, the Toronto was. Yeah, I think I think MCR is going to be back for the rescheduled show from 2020 in September. Back to more important, what you were going to say. This is the end. You have made it through the podcast. Last thing I want you to do is plug your plug the band, shoot your shit. Tell us what what's next for in case we crash. You can check out the band at in case we crash on all socials. We also just dropped uh, our new garden shirts, and they're like a limited drop, so they're only like there for two weeks. So if you like the song, make sure to check one out and grab them. We'll probably sell them out at our next show. So. 
you have a chance right now. And look out for new music. We got a ton coming this year, more than you probably think. So it's going to be exciting. And we will also hopefully finally play in the States and reach you guys, all you guys who've been trying to see us, but weren't able to yet because pandemic and other things that happened. Right. That's exciting. Well, if you come through Minnesota, make sure you let me know. For sure, man. Awesome. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for coming to the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun being here. Awesome. No problem. Yeah, sorry that we had to, you know, move our stuff around. Bear's sorry that he sure. couldn't be here, but at least he got me. <laughs> for sure. And I, we as a band I appreciate the support a ton. And it's just fun to connect more like-minded people. So yeah. sure. let's stay in touch, man. Absolutely. Well, we'll continue. We got our we got our fancy group chat. So we'll be for able sure. to do that for sure, too. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. We're not going to let anybody know about our secret chat. I will talk to you later. And uh, everybody, make sure to come back for the next week. And we'll have a new episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? Podcast about life in the music industry. And this has been Alex Koval of In Case We Crash. And We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you so much to Emo Night Treasure Coast for sponsoring this portion of the episode. Emo Night Treasure Coast is an event on the Treasure Coast of Florida. They'll be having a live event on April 29th at Hop Life Brewing in Port St. Lucie, Florida with special guest Dashboard Confessionals Chris Camrata. A bunch of modern and emo throwback live bands opening the night, as well as prizes from sponsors and video games such as Smash Brothers and Guitar Hero. There's also going to be emo karaoke at the end of the night. Make sure to find them on all social media at Emo Night Treasure Coast. Thanks so much again.